sometimes when I'm sitting here, and I'm, I mean, I just lie back and close my eyes and wander away, and, and I turn to where he sat, just ready to say, hey, do you remember when we did this? And then all of a sudden the chair's empty. What I do is I, I, I don't answer the door because I don't want anybody to come into my world. And so I, I lock myself away, which is wrong. Welcome to The Kind Place, a new podcast series brought to you by the British Red Cross and On Our Radar. One in five people in the UK say they often or always feel lonely. And one in three say they have not had a meaningful conversation with someone in the last week. The pandemic is making this worse. In this six-part series, people experiencing loneliness get together to discuss what it actually means to be lonely, what it feels like, how it comes about, and what they're doing to get through it. In this episode, Carol and Drianne talk about how the loss of a loved one can spark feelings of loneliness and isolation. This is the first time they've spoken with each other. Do you, do you live alone, Carol? I live alone, yeah. Yeah, and me. I've been on my own for quite a few years now. Oh, well, yeah. And yes. I've got two, two little dogs, two little Yorkshire Terriers. So I'm sorry if you can hear uh, background. Oh, no, I can't hear them really, no. My son has two Westies. Oh, lovely. Have you been on your own long? Um, just over, again, ten months. Oh, dear. Did you lose... Did you lose someone close? My husband. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. So it's, um, you know, it was uh, a shock. Yeah. To say the least. Um, and and you think you're dealing with things, but you're not really. Yeah. Um, but then I had a breakdown, and I just couldn't go out the house. I couldn't go out. Yeah. And then we came um, and we came with a COVID and then we were stuck in the lockdown. So that's knocked me back by miles. Can I, I mean, t- tell me that if you don't want to talk about it, then, then you've only got to say. But can I, can I ask what happened? Yeah. You know, you would... And I would go and walk in and, and whatever. But he had been having problems with his back. Um, and we went over to the Freeman Hospital and he was admitted straight away. And then um, the 23rd of December, he started going into kidney failure. It was myeloma, which is a cancer of the marrowbone. Yeah. But he died the 12th of January, 2019. So it was just oh, three I'm weeks. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That was... So it was, you know, such a traumatic time. And how old was your husband, Carol? 83. Oh, God love him. Yeah. He's walking miles in heaven now. Yeah, I'm sure be wearing the path still. Um, yeah. he, he will, yeah. 
do, do you find now, you know, with all of this lockdown thing, do, do you find that you spend more time sitting and, and looking back, you know, yes. reflecting on, yes. on what yes. you had and, and what yes. life was like? Yes. You look back over and, I mean, sometimes now... I can sit and smile at some funny things with it. Yeah. And, and there's sometimes when I'm sitting here, and I'm, I mean, I just lie back and close my eyes and wander away, and and you know, and I, I think, and I turn to where he sat, just ready to see. Do you remember when we did this? You know. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden the chair's empty. It's not. It's nobody there, but. Um, I do reminisce a lot. I know it's not the same, but I lost my mum not long ago. I mean, my mum brought me up on her own. There was no benefits in those days. Like, right. like there are today. You know, she had to work to bring me, to yeah. bring me up. Yeah. And then... Um, I can honestly say that she she wasn't just my mum. She was my the best friend in the world. Yeah, I loved her so much. Yeah, um, and she um, in the end had to go into a care home. And I phoned her every night, every weekend. I brought her to my place, and I just miss her so yeah. much. Yeah. I see something on the telly and I think, oh, I better ring my mum and tell her to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, I'll I'll be, go out shopping and I'll think, oh, I wonder if my mum wants any mints or toffees. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's eight years since I lost my mum, eight years. Yeah. And, you know, I still miss her as it was yesterday. Well, I've um, I lost my eldest son. Oh, that's tragic. A few years ago, he was he was killed in a road accident. He was twenty seven. And tragic. All I've got in the world now is my youngest son. And you know what it's like with us moms. It doesn't yes. matter what we're feeling; we won't put it onto the kids. That's right. We keep, yeah, we keep it to ourselves. The other day, I've got a um, a lady that comes in and helps out with the cleaning. And um, she went to take my son's photograph off the wall to clean it. And I didn't mean it, but I just said, don't touch that. You know, um, I didn't want anybody to even touch his photograph. Yeah. And... That night, I sort of sat here and I really was crying and thinking, yes. if only I'd got my two boys with me. Yeah. Um, and and the more I thought about it, it's all right, I'm filling up with tears now. Um, I know you do, you do, yeah. The more I thought about it, the more upset I got. And if I didn't believe... In God, if I didn't believe that he was now up in heaven 
And when I lost my mum, he'd have been there with a cup of tea. Yeah. And, you know, if yeah. I didn't believe in that, I couldn't go on, Carol. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if you're the same. If, I've uh, got to believe in something. Yeah. I've got to believe he's there. And, I, you know, I've got a sweater that he wore on that last day. He went into hospital. I, I, can't, I can't put it away. I can't. Do you, do you pick it up and smell it? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, I, I think some people think by now I should be able to put it away, but I can't. No, why should you? I can't. The best advice that anyone gave me was if it feels right for you, then do it. Yeah. Don't take any notice of all of these do-gooders, you know, oh, well, you should, you should be feeling better now. How can you feel better when you've lost someone that you've loved? We've had some sad times between the two of us. We've got a lot in common, haven't we? We have, yeah. Well, you've been talking to me now for a few minutes. Do you think I... Do you think I sound all right? Yeah, I think you do, yeah. <laughs> well, can I let you into a secret? Yeah, you can. Um, I've got um, vascular dementia. And a, a, lo- a lot of people think that, oh, God, you've got vascular dementia. You should be sat in an armchair dribbling and rocking backwards and forwards. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. I, I do get stuck on a few things occasionally. Um, but with this lockdown, I actually forgot how to talk. Because a lot of people, I don't know if your friends do the same, but my friends and my son tend to text a lot. Yeah, and yeah. that wasn't helping me. And I actually got to the stage where I, I just didn't know how to get the words out of my mouth. Yeah. So in in the end, I, I started putting music on and singing. Right, yeah. But so well, I'll tell you a little secret as well. I go talk on to then. television sometimes because I think I can't talk either. Oh, <laughs> bless you. Of- there you go. Now, you see, if we hadn't shared that, we'd have gone on thinking that, well, we're the only ones that do this. Yeah. I keep thinking, lock me up. But sometimes if you haven't spoke to anybody for a while, you think, it is my voice still work. And I find I'm talking, you know, talking to the television. How do you feel when the phone rings? Um, I like it when the phone rings. I think, oh, somebody or oh, somebody does care, and I pick the phone up, and I'm quite happy. I like it. I like the phone. I like the talk, yeah. See, I don't see, feel quite so lonely when I'm talking. Yeah. Without Zoom 
and phone calls, I'd be absolutely lost. I really would. Yeah. Yeah. I think with me, though, because since the dementia, I... Uh, some of it is I'm ashamed, I'm embarrassed if I uh, don't get things right. Uh, I'm, I'm quite impressed with myself tonight because I've yeah. hardly had any mistakes. No, you've done really well. Oh, bless you. It's because you're so easy to talk to, Carol. I don't think so. I think you're doing really well. Oh, bless you. And I, what what I do is I, I I don't answer the door because I don't want anybody to come into my world. All right. And so I I lock myself away, which is wrong. I I get told off for doing yeah. it, but um, I'm not brave enough to come out of it yet. No, no. You know, there's some names. At first, I, I really wanted people. I, I thought, oh, I would love somebody to come. But then when anybody came, you didn't want them. You were trying to push them away. And I, I, I like the company now. I thought, well, I can't get it at the moment. But I do like company. I like that because for me, the loneliness is, is dreadful. And, and when I feel lonely and, oh, I feel so bad, it brings on these, like, panic attacks and things. So the loneliness is a killer for me. Carol, it's been so lovely speaking to you. Yeah, and you too. It's been amazing. If ever you want to speak, if ever you want to, to phone up for a chat, if you're feeling low, I'm always here. Yeah, okay, that's wonderful. Oh, bless your heart. Well, I'm, I'm going to say night-night and God bless you. And you too, pet. Take care. Night-night now. Night-night. We're looking for more people to join this conversation. If you'd like to get involved, please send us a message to 07... 07- Five nine three two two zero five one zero, with your name and contact number and we'll get back to you if you enjoyed this podcast listen back to episode one on the British Red Cross YouTube channel and tune in to episode three coming soon this project was funded by DCMS and produced by Chris Walter Paul Miles and Pete Norton Thanks for listening.